but he's good history. A little touch of mystery with lots of hilarity. It's Adderall. Welcome to Adderall, the podcast where in each episode we share stories from South Australia's unique and often hilarious history. In each episode, Dan, that's me, and Tom, that's me, get together over a local beer and share a piece of SA's history. It could be a place, a person, a celebrity, an icon, or an event. Neither knows what the other is going to bring to the table. Dan is a born and bred South Aussie with a wealth of local memories dating back over three decades. And I moved here in 2003 at the age of 15, and I bring the outsider's perspective. All right, let's do it, buddy. Dan, good read, things? as always. Yeah, things are good, buddy. Good stuff. Beer of the episode. What beer we got? of the episode is the from the Prancing Pony Brewery. Oh, the second them. beer we've had from Prancing Pony, them. but they are a really good brewery. They're getting a bit of free promo from us. They are, but, they're, but they're oh, their beer is so good. Um, it's their Hefeweizen, which is their <gasps> long flavour. Yeah, they're good. And I'll give you the tasting notes. Uh, it says here, the boss always wanted this traditional Bavarian wheat beer known as Hefeweizen, pronounced Hefeweizen, spooked by our narrow escape from the wheat wheat wagon crash site, Brewer's Code for Stuck Mash. Oh, they obviously tried it before and yeah. had a stuck mash. Not good. Two years ago, we gave it another go on our new brew kettles and with utter success this time. An ale by nature, pale straw, uh, pale straw with big white head, <laughs> aromas of banana, fruity citrus, and hints of spicy cloves. The pony says, what's it with the bananas, dude? You want to lure monkeys down the tree or what? That's a really long description. It's a very long description, that was our but it's a long neck. It's, Thanks, it's, a, it's a long neck, so it's a massive oh, so beer. It's, yeah, really it's, like... it's a massive beer, but it's only two standard drinks for the long neck, so it's not like... Supremely it's like when you get, alcoholic. It's like when you've got a five thousand word essay to do, and by the end you're just like, uh, "Yeah, the monkey's like, what's with the bananas, dude?" And the pony says, "Where's the bananas, dude?" And I was good. all like, <laughs> "You, you increase in the conclusion, line therefore, <laughs> yeah." Anyway, all right, let's, let's crank, crank it, it. and um, we'll Adelaide get Hills on with Prancing the Pony Hefeweizen. Yeah, it's, good. It's a beautiful drop. I haven't had it before, as with many of these beers. Well done. Hey, Tom we has a really fancy bottle opener, by the way. Yeah, it's kind of like a compresses down and then springs the lid off. All right, so let's see if this beer is... That looks really nice. Let's see if it lives up to the extremely long description. Okay, there you go, Dan. I'm pouring it into a glass because it's a long long neck and you've got to drive home, so we're sharing. What do you reckon? They could have summed it up in three words. Can you taste a banana? It's a beer. All right. Can you taste a banana? A little bit. I can, actually, yeah. Yeah, me too. What's with the bananas? I think if you didn't say it, I wouldn't have picked it, but yeah, yeah, it's there. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Tom. Yes. This is the story of the Adelaide tsunami. Okay. You know about the Adelaide tsunami? No. Okay, good. Well, you are about to learn, my friend. Okay. The story of the Adelaide tsunami begins in 1972 with another famous, or should I say infamous South Australian, a man by the name of Bevan Spencer von Einem. Okay, I do know who that is. Okay, you know who that is? Yeah. Tell me about him. Um, serial killer? Yep. yep. Uh, Killed Richard Kelvin. That's... No, Richard Kelvin's son. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, Richard yeah. Kelvin was he the victim? Rob, Rob, Rob Kelvin? Kelvin is the, the and he's the news presenter guy. That's right. Okay. Uh, known as the family murders. Something we may do an episode about. Um, I think it was Peter from uh, PBA FM, the show. Yep. Shout out to those guys. Thanks for cool. your support. Yeah, legends. Nice guys. Great show. Loving it. Yeah, loving it. Um, he suggested to do some of um, 
the murder capital kind yeah, of stuff. something on the because like people often say that Adelaide's the murder capital of the world, which yep. is not accurate, but we can explore that a bit. But it's difficult to make serial it's killers difficult funny. To make that funny, yeah, killing children. Yep. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's not hilarious, know, is it? You, you, you've pulled it off before, and I'm sure. Well, you know, what, what killing children or just jokes <laughs> about killing children? Both. Bevan, don't say that. <laughs> Bevan Spencer von Einem first came to the attention of the South Australian public on the night of 10th of May, 1972, when two gay men were thrown into the River Torrens. That's not what caused the tsunami, by the way. It doesn't. Okay. It was a really big splash. <laughs> what? Really fat gay it was, man. It was a really heavy gay man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um... They were thrown into the River Torrens by a group of men believed to be police officers. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. This, this is presumptive, but I assume Bevan Spencer Bonin was gay? We don't know that yet. But I'm only assuming that because he, like, the family murders, they were all boys. Yeah, he killed yeah. boys. He, he, some kind of sexual he was gay. around. He was murder. gay. I don't know if that was known by the SA. Okay, Club. but he, those murders were in the 1980s. So this is what, 1970? Well, yeah, this is where the story gets very, very interesting. Okay. So the riverbank was a popular beat where a beat is like where gay men hang out and meet covertly. Uh, and, and, and beat. <laughs> off. <laughs> to Each engage other. in. <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> That's why they call it a beat. beat. Yeah, well, I was... I'm just going to make you down at the beat off each other. It just doesn't have the same ring. No, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. They do. Yeah. Um, beat your meat. <laughs> you beat and you meet and you beat. Meet and beat. At the, at the beat meet. At the beat. The meat beat. <laughs> off. <laughs> so it's where men are like, it was the popular spot for men to engage in homosexual activity. Um, one of the men. Still is. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I got to go in 20 minutes. Later. Yeah, <laughs> it's happy hour. <laughs> one of the men, Dr. George Duncan. Happy ending hour. <laughs> At the, be- at the beat me. <laughs> One of the men, Dr. George Duncan, a British lecturer who... Lecturer. Oh, British, obviously, gay. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, b- put a bit of cock in my mouth. We can't. Well, we, can't we, we can't make jokes about... Is, did he get murdered? Well, yeah. Oh, well, um, fuck he it. just could have told me that before I cracked a joke. <laughs> oh. Oh, um, he just... <laughs> oh, put a bit of knob in my mouth. Oh, I'm dead. I'm wet. There goes the tsunami. I'm wet with death. <laughs> um, it's typical British saying. He just arrived in Australia seven weeks before. He was the one of the ones who was thrown in the river drowned. Welcome to Australia. <laughs> Welcome to Australia, <laughs> you British Nancy. Of course he couldn't swim. He's British. Oh, poor so, guy. Yeah. Poor um, guy. I he... went through a similar experience <laughs> when I came from you got Britain. thrown in the river? I, well, I got called a British Nancy. Oh, really? River, but I could swim, so, you know. There you go. Shows us. Yeah. Um, um, the other guy who was thrown in the river, Roger James, only suffered a broken leg. And after crawling to the road, which I assume was probably King William Road, yep, sure. um, was rescued by Von Einem, who just happened to be driving past. Okay. Okay, so it's night time, 1972. Family murders don't happen to the 1980s. Uh, Bevan Spencer Von Einem just happened to be driving past. All right, so yep. let me just take a stab in the dark and a guess at what's going on. He was in that area because he went there to pick people up. You got this it. This is before um, he started murdering people. Probably young people too. And Yeah, okay. And so it's kind of just a coincidence, but he ends up picking this guy up. So he's like, oh shit, well... Who's escaped and his friend has been murdered. Or his friend or his, his meter at the time, his meat beater. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know none of the terms. His, his, uh, his mutual meat beater at the, yeah. um, at the, the happy ending spot. Torrens. Yep. Torin announced. So Von Einem happened to be driving past. So in this scenario, Von Einem is the hero. 
Yeah, so okay. he took James to the Royal Adelaide Hospital. Uh, James later declined to identify his attackers. attackers. So, so how do they know it was like police? You said they're it was claiming poli- it's police. Okay, um, but it's he, nev- it was never proven. Never proven. Okay. Well, I get into that a bit actually. Okay, all right. So this is how it works, kind of at the time. Um, prior to 1975, there was a sodomy law in place in South Australia, which made it illegal to engage in homosexual acts. Okay. So certain areas obviously become synonymous where men who want to meet up with other men yep. uh, do so in secret in public areas. Police get wind of this. They would then raid the area, uh, arrest the suspected gay men, or if they didn't have enough evidence to actually arrest you, but they suspected you were there to meet up with other yep, dudes. Yep, they'd chuck sex. you in the river. That's exactly right. They'd chuck okay. you in the, the river and yep. cause a tsunami. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's right. It's like, it's against the law. You shouldn't have been doing it. We can't actually prove you did do it. We'll chuck you in the river. They yep, still do right. that. So, so they knew they were coppers for whatever reason. Yeah, um, makes sense. And I'll get into that a bit more later. Within days, it was suspected that the group of men who had killed Duncan were three senior vice squad officers. Witnesses claimed the detectives had also been accompanied by a tall man in plain clothes, but was never identified. At the time, it was vice officers that were responsible for like stopping people from. It seems like engaging a, extremely high ranking for. I think they were just you know typical dudes who didn't like gays. So it's like, oh, we're cops. We can just go out and arrest them. Okay, or chuck them okay. in the river whenever. And this, and, and not trying to. Excuse their behaviour because there is no excuse. But it was the 1970s, and this is this is when it was still illegal in South Australia. To yep, still be, illegal. So to be engaging in so they're like, sodomy. well, they're doing illegal things. Our job is to stop illegal things. This is what we're going to do about it. But then it's kind of tinged with this sort of anti-gay, ha- anti-gay. Yep. This kind of hatred, this homophobia that yep. yeah, kind of escalates to violence. Yeah, yep. Okay. So this really isn't very funny so far. But well, we'll, no, no, we'll no, get... no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> Ah, oh, they killed a man. Yeah, yeah. Um, the detectives were called upon to give evidence at the coroner's inquiry, but they refused to answer any of the questions put forward to them. Okay. Uh, they were subsequently suspended from duty and eventually forced to resign. There was later a subsequent investigation which called the incident, quote, a high-spirited frolic. Gone okay. wrong. It's a massive understatement. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just absolute fucking horrible hate crime. Yeah. But let's just call it a high-spirited frolic. Bit of fun with yeah. a couple of mates. Snowtown murders, barrel of laughs. <laughs> oh god! Let's just call it a barrel of laughs. You know, let's just downplay the uh, the hideousness of like these fucking brutal crimes, which is exactly what we're doing. Here. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a comedy podcast, so it's okay. Um, uh, but the investigation failed to find sufficient evidence to prosecute any of the officers. Many years, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah many oh, years surprising. later, um, in 1985, a former vice squad officer, Mick O'Shea. I wonder if um. Mikoshay is down south, is named after him, or he owns it. Like, uh, there's a Dan Rinella way, I think. Yeah, there's a pub. Uh, like an Irish pub. It just sounds like The, the really name Mick O'Shea rings a bell. The, I've read a really, like, I, I quite like uh, true crime. Mm. Um, and I've read a fair few true crime books about South Australia, and he, that name rings a bell. Yeah, well, he seems to be, the, he's the one who told the, our mates at the advertiser that a group were involved in, that the group involved were vice squad officers okay. and there had been a okay. cover-up to protect right. them. But that's He's just, a whistleblower. That's just Mikoshay's war. Classic Mikoshay. Uh, so a task force was set up in 1986 and two former police officers were charged with the manslaughter of George Duncan. Mm-hmm. Again, uh-huh. both were not they found. Got, they got off, yeah. They yeah, were not yeah, found yeah, guilty yeah. after they just refused to testify but anyway back in 1972 the public didn't know what really happened and but were largely appalled by the murder yep they said moida 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 it's a history podcast (laughs) however people did understand that the two men had been targeted because of their sexual sexuality 
And because it was like kind of the 1970s and the spirit of progress was in the air, yeah. people, the South Australian public started demanding changes to the law. Spot on. In particular, they started demanding that sodomy laws, which made sex act, gay sex acts illegal, be overturned. Bevan Spencer von Einem was heralded as a hero. Oh, well, that's dark. Tempor- that is dark. Just Tem- temporarily, temporarily. Temporarily a hero. Yeah, for having, he saved the life of um, Mr. And James. they say that a hero can save us. <laughs> yeah, oof, that's going to backfire. Yeah, because that, later yeah. on in 1984, he would be convicted of the murder of Richard Kelvin, son yeah, of the and, Rob Kelvin. And if you know anything about the family murders, you'll know that he he probably did a lot. He probably more killed a know. lot more than yeah, Richard than didn't just Richard, Richard Kelvin. He was convicted, but there were I think. Five or six murders all up. Yeah, funny, not a funny story at all, but a local uh, story that I know. A friend who I worked with, um, she had a friend who uh, got access to her, I can't remember what it was. She just rented this new apartment just outside of the city. Yep. She's like, it's an amazing apartment, just love it so much. Um, really nice apartment. Like, I can't there, believe. There's chalk marks on the floor. I <laughs> can't believe I got it for the price I got it for. Yep. Um, but they worked in. I'm not going to give anything away here, but they worked in um, a system where they could look up histories of addresses sure, and whatnot. Sure, 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 sure. She looks up her new address, like, oh, I'll just have a, have a gander around what's going on there. You know, like mm. Google Earth, first thing you do is put in your home of address. Of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She puts in her home address, a new home address, very excited to be moving. Worked in. out why it was so cheap. Turns out, yeah, uh, Kelvin's old house, where they did all the, uh, uh, not Kelvin, um, Von Einem's old house, where they did all the killings in the lounge room, uh, described yeah. in like all the police details yeah, about yeah. the the incident. Yeah. So she's like, "Well, I have to move. I can't live here." Yeah, so. there's a really good book. Uh, I forget the name of the author, but the book's called Young Blood. Okay, um, and it's about the family murders. Um, I finished reading it last year, yeah. um, and it's like a really good true crime book, uh, written by a former South Australian police cool. um, detective, and it's a great book. Really cool. good. Yeah, check it out. Um, is it funny? It's not funny at all, okay. but it's if you like true crime, it's, okay. it's great. Like uh, like a podcast just about South Australian true crime is is like yeah, is is, is needed. So yeah, so um, we yeah. couldn't do it because we we'd be cracking too many jokes. But yeah, like yeah. there's so many weird and wacky murders in South Australia. Tell you what, advertiser, you can have that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't give me any more ideas. <laughs> um, so he was convicted um, of the serial killings. Yeah, in the so late ten, 70s, ten, ten and years early after, 80s. ten yeah. years after so he's like, the oh, hero, this, he becomes yeah, the villain. We thought yeah. wrong about him. So anyway, oh, you know what they say? You you either you either um, what is it? You either uh, you, you, I don't know. You live long enough to see you, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Batman, something like that. Oh, okay. Um, so, anyways, it's 1972. Von Einem is a hero, and people are calling for change. The murder, understandably, attracts national media coverage and there are a lot of pissed off people. Yeah, of course, as it should be. Professor uh, George Duncan, who died, he kind of becomes sort of a martyr for the gay rights movement. Yep. Uh, And in July of the same year, um, a Liberal Party member named Murray Hill introduces a bill to the lower house, uh, to the State of Parliament in Adelaide to amend the Criminal Law Consolidation Act, which made it a criminal criminal to engage in homosexual acts. So, on your Murray, on your Murray. So yeah, anyway, some go, people said he was over the hill, but I think he did the right thing. Yeah. So he, yeah, and like having the balls to do this in the seventies, like good on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. who have been elected and listened to the public. Yeah, but that, that's the thing, though. It's like you're doing it at a time when 
a small percentage of the population is like, yes, it's the right thing. And the majority of the population are like, oh, I don't know about this. Now we're living in a world where the majority of the population is like, let's have marriage equality. And a small small amount of the yeah. population is like, don't know about this. And yet they still don't, they don't have the fucking will That's or it. the guts to put it through. It. And this guy was doing it, in the, like actually pushing this stuff through in the 70s when, you know, less people were in support of it. Yeah. Well, that's great. So, yeah, initially the law did not pass, um, but it was altered to um, uh, say homosexual acts are now legal to be performed in the privacy of one's own home. So in 73, a further change to the bill uh, was introduced, but the bill failed. But then in 1975, the same bill was reintroduced, then defeated. Then on a third attempt, it was passed by the South Australian government. And we became the first state in the Commonwealth of Australia to legalise a bit of gay love. Hurrah. Excellent. Great for us. Also the first state to uh, legalise or to, to um, grant women the right to vote. Although that's Victoria right. did it by accident. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We've got to do, we oh, do a podcast absolutely. about that. Um, so, look, a great thing done by South Australia. Yep. We're often seen as a backward state. No, we're not. Not at all. Like, on social issues, like, massively progressive. Yeah. First to give women the vote. First to... Gay rights. Um, to, yeah, gay rights. First to legalise, yeah. But this is... To outlaw, to get rid of sodomy laws. Yeah. Yep. But this is why we kind of get seen as a backward state. Okay. Remember how we just give nutters their floorboards to do oh, whatever they want? It was because we only have... Do you think it's got something to do with the fact that we only have one That's exactly newspaper right. for the whole state? Exactly right. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. People can just write letters to the editor and get that shit published and everyone's Public like... Public outcry. Yeah. Mm. You're gonna, you, this, so someone's going to be mad about the, the, the gay love, aren't they? The story has not got funny, but it's now going to step up a couple of levels. Okay. At the time, not everyone was happy about the changes to the law. Particularly one person. Let me guess. Angry religious fanatic. Very close. A house painter named John Nash. Okay. It was either going to be angry religious <laughs> nut. Uh, or a house painter. House painter was going to be my second. It was going to be angry <laughs> religious fanatic or house painter. But go on. John Nash awoke in a cold sweat one morning in late 1975, having seen a terrible vision. <laughs> now, this John Nash guy was a religious fanatic. Okay, okay, so he was a religious fanatic. He, <laughs> he just also happened to be a house painter. So double whammy, double yeah. whammy. you got to pay yep. the bills somehow. Yep. Oh, that's right. When he wasn't painting houses and inhaling uh, lots of fumes. Yeah, well, that's, that's got to be a factor. He likes to describe himself as an amateur clairvoyant. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. It always comes back to this with South Australia. Oh. It always comes back to this. Why do we have so many fucking <laughs> nutty psych- like, psychics? No, Tom. Oh. So, John Nash believed that Adelaide he did. had been designated by God as the new Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh my gosh. Because the city and the state of South Australia were leading the nation in the reform of laws governing homosexuality, he told local newspapers, the advertiser, about his vision. And of course, they give him a fucking platform. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to over-rationalise the situation. Obviously, okay. this person is is off his rocker. Yep. But let's just be clear. Even if, at the time, population... we at the, Currently, we've got, a, like, in Adelaide, population of, like, 1.2, yep. 1.3. It was about 800,000 at this time. Okay, 800,000. Um, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Sydney, much bigger populations, mm-hmm. much bigger gay community, even back in the 1970s. Yep. So, 
all he's really angry about is the fact that we've changed one law. Yeah, which doesn't affect him at all. Well, doesn't affect him at all. Shouldn't affect him. But at also, all. like, we don't. It's it, like we. It's not like we're not the new Sodom and Gomorrah, even with the lo- changes to the <laughs> yeah, law. That's right. Because there's hardly anybody living here relative to other parts of the world where there are large gay communities and where they're way more progressive. Like California in the 1970s, yes. they, they had alimony like laws. Protect for to protect gay couples. Like if you bro- if you were in a gay relationship, you broke up. You couldn't get married, but yeah, if you were in a gay relationship and you broke up, you had to pay alimony to the, your partner. I love how you know so much about history. But but that was in the nineteen seventies in in in, in California. So why isn't he pointing <laughs> at San Francisco and saying that's the Sodom and Gomorrah? They got a larger population and they're more progressive in terms of gay rights. Well, because so cause he's he looking at South Australia and saying, oh, because my local politician did something I don't like. Yeah. I, I'm now going to just like lay into the gay community. And the paper's like, public outcry, public outcry, oh, get your public sake. outcry. Fu- what, a, what an absolute Quote. idiot. Quote, Adelaide is a doomed city. Of course. I've had a vision of the end. Adelaide's 800,000 inhabitants will be obliterated by not only an earthquake, but by a tidal wave as well. Here we go. Double whammy. Double whammy the for the shaken double. shaken wave. Oh, the shaken wave. Get it at Wendy's. <laughs> Is Wendy's South Australian? I think it is. Yeah, the Wendy's ice cream brand. Yeah, but then there's like there's Do they Wendy's exist anymore. Well, there's Wendy's in the US, which is like, like burger, burger, yeah, burger yeah. chain and really good burgers. Mm. But is Wendy? I don't know. Yeah, yeah they still exist. Right, you can write to us at a lol podcast with any. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure they're still gone. Okay, but yeah, the ones at my local shopping center are all Golden Norths now, which are, is also amazing. So what? Shout Hang out! On, it's to like Golden, Golden North, North shop. Yeah, it's like a, it's like exactly like a Wendy's, but it's Golden North. So they do Golden North ice cream and <sighs> hot dogs, the same as Wendy's That's did, amazing. and it's so good. Yeah, because Golden North ice cream is. Solid. It is it's the shit. really good. And it has no palm oil, so I'm yeah, 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 yeah. fully behind that. I love the orangutans. Shout out to Golden North. Let's Instead of a beer, we'll do a Golden North episode. Yes, yeah, we'll yeah. do an episode. We'll do an episode where we have, both have to drive home and <laughs> okay. we'll, just, we'll just have ice cream instead <laughs> of beer. Where are we doing the podcast? Oh, Doesn't matter. The next well, one. Well, okay, so anyway, Nash was so convinced that his psychic vision of his psychic vision that he, always des- are. he decided to sell his house and move to Western Australia where. Good fucking riddance. Well. <laughs> Speaking of backward places. <laughs> He'd moved to Western Australia where gay sex would remain illegal until 1990. To 1990? 1990. Fuck you, WA. Oh, that's brutal. Come on. This was in the 70s we're talking about. 1990? Yeah. Also. Yeah, I remember 1990. <laughs> I know, me too. I was at school. Oh, wow. He sold his house. Think yeah. about it, Tom. So he's given his property. He's allowed somebody to pay him money, <laughs> yep. despite the fact he he's, knows. he's allowed somebody to pay him money to take his property off of him, despite the fact that he knows that, or he believes, <laughs> which is the same thing. If you're really convinced yep. that that house is going to get destroyed by an earthquake and a tidal wave yeah. in like a week or whatever, can you imagine him at the opens? <laughs> it's like, look, house is great. No, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Three bedrooms, two bathrooms. Um, might want to just look at um, perhaps cleaning the gutters. I think a bit of water might be uh, I mean, <laughs> What kind of insurance are you looking at? Fire, fire and theft? Um, landlord's insurance? I would recommend, <laughs> I would recommend water damage. Highly recommend. Highly recommend water damage. Um, look, uh, obviously this back room is a little bit small, but that's not going to matter when it collapses after the earthquake. <laughs> what? Sorry? Sorry, what, what was that? Oh, nothing, nothing. I was just saying it's probably not going to matter when it collapses after the earthquake. Uh, Foundations are great, but that's not going to save you. That's not going to, that's not going to save you. Um, God will strike you down, Sodom and Gomorrah. Look, we were thinking um, uh, 220000 for the property. Uh, will you take it? Yeah, you, well, yeah. Um, would you go two twenty five? 
Look, I um, need the extra five thousand dollars. You don't because you're going to be dead. Look, how about not going to lie? Um, <laughs> no qualms about selling this to someone. Like what a piece of shit. A piece of shit. How about we? How about we shake on this deal? Yep. It, I think there'll be a lot of shaking. Yeah, this is just, there's a lot of shaking. Are you? Uh, what do you think of? What do you think of Adelaide Water? Because there's going to be a hell of a lot more of it soon. Get a Puritap. Get a Puritap. <laughs> that's all I can say. Get a Puritap. I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't drink the water when it's up to your ankles. <laughs> Get a fuck ton of Puritaps. But no. But seriously, like if if you if your vision is that clear, and you're a religious person, you're wanting religious to do well, fanatic, you want to do yeah. the right. You're you're a good Christian man, want to do the right thing by the community, and your vision is that clear and crisp and perfect, and 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 you've actually believe what you've seen. Then why the fuck would you sell your house to another person, knowing, believing, feeling that it's going to get destroyed in in a matter of weeks? John Nash, total what a ass- jerk, total asshole, what a jerk! Like you wouldn't you wouldn't be like you know what I'm just going to move, and if it doesn't happen, I'll come back. That's you're it. Like, I why will sell it. That? I will take your money and I'll move, knowing that you're going to live here with your family and get killed. But I'm it, not even going to give you any advance warning or yeah. But seriously, yeah. One, what a piece of shit. Two, you couldn't come back though, could you? No, no, if you made those claims, well, you're not coming back. You're either you're, you're not going to come back because the yeah. state's been destroyed, or you're not going to come back because people are going to be like, "There's the wanker that made up yeah, the it's story like, about being a clairvoyant." Yeah, it's like the the kid that shit his pants at school, and you never <laughs> see him again because you know he's just going to get teased. It's like God made me shit my pants. It was God's will. So anyway, uh, John Nash thinks the Adelaide is new Sodom and Gomorrah. It's going to be wiped off the face of the earth. Yep. Um, and he designates, he gives us an actual date, which is really good. Oh, well, that's solid. For, yeah, for a clairvoyant, for... usually they're like, I believe mm, it, the end is yeah, nigh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he designates 19th of January, 1976 is the date of the impending destruction. This is, I love this. I love this. Okay. This is what I want to see from more clairvoyants and I more know, psychics. Right? I want like specific, specificity. Yep. Call the shots. If you're going to make some bold statement about reading the future, you know, predicting the future, Give me some specifics so then I can then point to them and be like, you're full of shit. <laughs> when it doesn't happen. <laughs> when it doesn't happen. He even gives us his time. Wow. I oh, know. How okay. specific. Between, oh, it's insane to believe how he thought this was going to work. He claims that it will happen between sometime between 10.30 and lunchtime. So that's like two hours. Lunchtime is, I guess, give or take. That's a fairly narrow window for a clairvoyant. Yeah, Usually I Usually they're like, sometime, sometime you will be struck down. By yeah, yeah. No, this yeah. guy's given a time and date. Now, look... It's easy to laugh in hindsight. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's <laughs> fucking nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> but Nash wasn't the only one who sold his house during the time. Uh, no, I know. The widespread publicity that was given to Nash, not, bla- not blaming anyone, but... <coughs> the advertiser. The media outlet yeah. that gave him the publicity at the time and his predictions resulted in widespread panic across the state oh, because God. we're idiots and we don't learn anything. Yeah, and I, I guarantee as well it would have been like people that weren't particularly well educated or kind of, you know, just sort of easily misled yeah, or Particularly easily, those yeah. who didn't speak English. Okay, yeah. So they so, hear, they, so they people look, getting really upset. They look by at the things, paper, yeah. the paper's like uh, big waves coming. They don't yeah, quite yeah, get the grasp quite the, like, yeah. oh, sell the house, we're going. Yeah, so they panic, freak out, leave the state, and it's like this guy's just a knob. Yeah, so many people sold their houses and moved out of the city um, in by the end of 1975. Yep. People sold off expensive beachfront properties at bargain prices, and hotels in the area saw a, get this, 75% drop-off in occupancy. They're like losing their business, because this guy's like talking... I know. Okay. Right. This isn't funny. It's and, it's, and it's January, right? It's January. So, so it's, it's like, like the peak, middle of summer. It's summer. Like the peak season. <laughs> 
you reckon he like he owned shares in a hotel and they like shafted him on his on his he's dividends. Like, oh, so he's just like, you know what? You're not going to give me my dividends for the year. I'm going to start a yeah. rumor that the uh, that a tsunami is coming with a new Solomon Gomorrah, and uh, you, you, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see who made the right choice with sh- selling their shares this yeah, year. That's it. Staff at seaside establishments took sick days. Left, right, and centre. Can you imagine calling up work for that? Ring, 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 ring. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Henley Beach, uh, Henley Henley Hotel. This is uh, Tom. Yeah, look, it's Dan. Um, oh, hey, Dan, Dan. Uh, it's um, mate, it's uh, it's it's nine thirty. Yeah, are, you, are look, you coming in? You no, coming not going to be able to come in today. Um, oh, you all right? Uh, yeah, look, feeling fine. Just going to use a uh, just. I know a couple of other people have called in sick today. Yeah, uh, what's, know, what's going on? Is there, is there something going around? Yeah, probably something going around. Look, I know uh, Stacey's off and Lisa's off and all of that. Um, what do you what, look? Can't get a doctor's certificate to be honest with you. Okay. Um, look, getting cold feet. I will be. Uh, so will you. Um, but actually, what was, what was that? What was that? Uh, no, no, nothing. Oh. Um, look, I, I'm just feeling. Um, look, I've got the shakes a bit. I've got a bit of the shakes. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, just this this wave of um, sickness has just uh, oh, okay. come over yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, I know I've used up all my sick days. Uh, could I use a moving day? I feel there's going to be a lot of movement <laughs> around. <the laughs> you broke character. I feel there's going to be a lot of movement going on uh, today. Could I just use a moving day? Uh, I don't see why not, but. Um it, you know what? Dave rang up before and he asked for an advance on his salary. <laughs> what's, what's that about? Is it, it's almost like he's, no, he's not I, expecting to be around on I Thursday in order to ask, spend that money at the shops. Yeah, I am going to ask the same thing, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, ooh, so yeah. you're probably a bit tied up with Dave's uh, salary going. Yeah. But look, you're, so obviously you're on today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just me here today. Just uh, Many people uh, there? No, like 70, 75% <laughs> like less... <laughs> Seventy five percent less than uh, standard for this oh, time of year. I've got no idea right. what's Summer going day, on. It's I mean, I don't read the papers, so it could be anything. Could be anything. Yeah. Look, um, just probably a bit of a quiet day in the city. Um, look, I'll catch you later. Look, it has been really good working with you. And um, in case I don't speak to you again, um, thanks for all the gay love. <laughs> we can do it now. It's well, great. that's right. That's love right. Love you, Tommy. End is nigh. <laughs> yeah. It's it would a bit be strange. No, would it be seriously though? Like. What a jerk! Like, who's ringing up for a day off and being like, "Well, I'm going to take the gamble. I hate my job that much. I'm going to take the gamble." Well, that, you would, you though. Know, if, you would if, if I would, if the world's going to end, yeah, I would. Um, like, oh, Lisa, Lisa didn't spend it at work, but also <laughs> ringing up and asking for an advance. Like, yeah. can I get my money? Can I get this week's pay now? I'm not saying I'm going to spend it all on goon, but I probably will. <laughs> Many families took their um, children up to the Adelaide Hills with their cars filled with all their worldly possessions. Oh, that's tragic. And I like read comments on like um, like there were some of these like remember when this happened articles and people like yeah I remember mum and dad like getting me in the car because I was so scared of like what was happening so it is easy to laugh but it's also like Uncle Jeff's a sodomite (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna get us first (laughs) get in the car Um, some people even drove as far as Bury in the Riverland. To oh, fuck. yeah, I know, right? Oh, but that's like, like a also like drive. It's, it's also like a eh, family holiday. Like, okay, <laughs> that's how you as do. bad as it sounds, get in the car. We're about to as die. Bad as three as hours sound. later, oh, family holiday. <laughs> as bad as it sounds. I got three kids. If I heard some sort of rumor and people did start to panic, I probably would think the same thing. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You're not stupid. You. Uh, I am a little stupid. You're not, you're not that stupid. Okay. You're not that stupid. You'd okay. be like, hmm, a clairvoyant thinks that maybe the end is nigh. <laughs> eh. This is where, this is why we get seen as the backward state. 
Yeah. The BBC got word of this. Oh, dear. And dispatched a television crew from London to Glenelg Beach to record the devastation. (sighs) Media from the other states also came in droves, mostly to take the piss and laugh at the backwards South Australians. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, it just happens. Like, we are solely to blame for all of this. (laughs) We brought this upon ourselves ourselves. with all our sodomy. Car dealerships across the city put up signs with advertising slogans like "Buy your car now and you might never have to pay." <laughs> that's just that's just smart. That's just that's just good business. People rocked up to work wearing floaties, wetsuits, or carrying surfboards. Brilliant, brilliant. And around two thousand, so most people knew that most it was a people, joke. That most people were taking the piss. Almost everyone is like, "We're taking the piss," okay, but like good, a few good, good, good. immigrants and you know religious nutters. Yeah, people, people that like you know their English wasn't their first language, and they kind of read the newspaper and they couldn't decipher what was actually yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, around two thousand people, including television crews, headed down to Glenelg on the morning of the nineteenth of be. January to await the destruction. And look, also, I'd probably do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. just like, oh, a bit of fun. Like everyone's going to be down there. Like, let's just see what happens. You'd put the kids in the car, freaking out, ready to drive to Berry, and then you'd come to your senses after five minutes and like, just go to Glenelg. You know what? You've got your floaties on. Let's go to the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So everyone took down cold beer, food, and even signs with slogans like, "These are great." Surfs up, Brilliant. and this is the one that's even better, my favourite. Fortune cookies don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Other people, classic. however, held up more serious placards, which encouraged beachgoers to repent Stop their bumming. sins before the end. And you know this had happened today. Like, you know as soon as we pass marriage yeah. equality, which is so close to happening. Yeah, you'll get the Adelaide Street Preachers, oh, which yeah. we also had to do an episode There's about. There's so many things we've got to do episodes oh, about. Yeah. Yeah. You get the Adelaide Street Preachers down at Glenelg or Rundle Mall just with signs out, just like, you know, the end is nigh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How dare we? How dare we? And the end is nigh, but because of... You know, yeah. global warming, <laughs> That's right. nuclear winter, and things like that. Things that'll that are legitimate. Like, they'll be like, I told you. Yeah. Like, well, no, it's not because of that. It's not because of you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so around mid morning, the state premier of South Australia, Don Dunstan, who we also have to do an episode yes, about. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Just rocks up and assured the 2,000 people down there that he's going to just turn back the tide like King Canute. <laughs> so Amazing. He just gets out to the end of the jetty. Putting his hand out. Arms like outstretched. Chevy chasing Cadillac. <laughs> 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 He's like, I did it, guys. It's cool. <laughs> and like, amazing. Because like, stupid psychic predictions work both ways. So if this John Nash guy is like, I predict that the, you know, it's going to get destroyed. Yeah. You can also, if you know it's not going to happen, which it clearly isn't, works both ways. So you get to stand there and be like, I was the hero that saved the city. That's right. And because that's a- I put my arm up and <laughs> held back the waves, which is obviously what Don Dunstan <laughs> It's did. exactly what he yeah. did. Just before midday, someone started a countdown. But of, co- but of course, the tidal wave never arrived. Well, yeah. There's that? no such thing as a fucking clairvoyant, the, which I've said before. It was probably one of the nutters, like the new year. They're like, 10, 9, 8. And they get to one, like, okay, okay, okay now, 10. That's <laughs> 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 going until, until 2.30. I had, my like, fingers, okay, I had my fingers crossed when I started the it. first one, so uh, we've got to start again. <laughs> By the afternoon, the television and radio crews some had dressed, given up. Some dressed had just given up. They yeah. some dressed in tuxedos and swimming clothes had just retired to the nearest pub. So that guy needs all the employees he can get now. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, two thousand yeah. people coming in the door, Dan. Uh, <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Oh, Dan, Dan. Uh, yeah, you, you said you couldn't come in this morning, but you can can you come in this afternoon? Not gonna look, lie. Mate, look, 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 I tell you what, occupancies are up one hundred and fifty percent. I'm at Berry with the kids. <laughs> Couldn't sit because he was actually <laughs> shit in his pants. 
Uh, everyone had retired to the nearest pub, and the city of Adelaide breathed a sigh of relief. Oh, well, you would. Because obviously no- clairvoyance. Yeah, safe in the knowledge that God wasn't punishment, going to punish them, and they were free to proceed with their legal gay sex. Yep. It was good times. Imagine all like the guys just getting along that night. Like, good yeah. on them. Like, yeah. we know God's not against us. Yeah, that's right. It's like, well, this and that further underscores the fact that the clairvoyance wrong. So you know, maybe God is really kind of celebrating and embracing and recognizing our, our choices. So imagine, I would have loved to have been there on that day. Just like people, <laughs> people hanging out. Like, <laughs> I was say I would have loved a bit of gay sex in the seventies. <laughs> no, I would have loved to have been down Glenelg on that day just for the fanfare of it all. Don Dunstan coming down, holding back the tsunami. Yeah, like, you could be like, oh, I was there. Genius. Oh, by the after, um, I've already read that. The following morning, our mates at the Advertiser in an admonishing editorial, said, Hopefully, the lesson we should have all learned from yesterday's pathetic anticlimax is to rely more on our common sense and less on silly and unscientific speculation of self-appointed soothsayers. I would just like to add, I looked at the advertiser today. Yep. They still publish daily horoscopes. (laughs) And and they they also have classified sections where you can call psychics for $5 a minute. So, have they learned anything? Yeah, well, it's the economic imperative. Well, they but are advertising. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. It, they haven't learned fuck all, obviously. Yeah, and so, neither have ordinary and people. And this is part of the problem. We still give credit to these people in Adelaide who are like, I'm publicly outraged at this and I'm religious and this is what's going on. Oh, yeah. you've got a story. I'll just interview you and put you on the front yeah, page of the paper. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's the problem. That's yep. the exact problem. Which is, which, the only thing I can conclude from that is that we should uh, make up some kind of psychic prediction we and can see do if that. we can get on TV. Oh, we should so do it. Just promotion for the They for already the podcast. know us, though. We're kind of banned from the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, Don Dunstan told the public that John Nash was never welcome back in Adelaide. And he still hasn't come back. He did never come back. Here's the kicker. I love that there's a kicker at the end of every story. Okay, okay. He was later convicted in another state of sodomy? No. That I would wish. be amazing. I wish. Instead, he moved to a small country town in New South Wales. <laughs> I can't even read it. Two months later... He awoke to find his new house severely damaged by floodwaters. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Cop that fuckhead. <laughs> That's so good. So he moved into state and then obviously there to was a flood the in the town wherever he moved to. Yep. And his house was damaged by floodwaters. Do you reckon as well that like, oh, imagine making the insurance claim. Oh God. God works in fabulous ways. Yes. And that, Tom, is the story of the Adelaide Tsunami. That was amazing. It was amazing, wasn't it? All right. Well, it's such a great story. Um, the beer was great. It made me burp a little bit. I noticed you were burping a bit as well. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of a bit gassy. The uh, Prancing Pony. The Hefeweizen, but it was delicious. It was really Slight good. Slight hint of bananas. And, with uh, the bananas? Speaking of bananas, how about that crazy John Nash character? Crazy John Nash. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, um, Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us at Facebook, Heaps Good History. Yep. Or on Twitter, which I'm the one managing that, um, twitter.com slash Podcast, or just at Podcast. Yeah. We'd or, love to hear from anyone who was involved in this event or any ideas of future episodes that you may have. And you can access the podcast or you can, if your friends are interested in jumping on the podcast, let them know that you can access us through iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I get it through Podcast Addict. Uh, works well on that. Yeah. all the, the only one I've checked. All the major podcatchers will, will grab us. So if your friends are interested in downloading, we are going to do a video soon where we talk about how to access podcasts for people that haven't jumped on podcasts before. Cool. And we probably will post this during SA History Month. We so will. happy SA History Month, everyone. And we happy hope you all SA learned history a bit month. of history. Um, and promises, promises, we will get down 
to the, an event to least. an event at the South Australian History Month, and we will either podcast from the event or we'll do something afterwards. Yeah, so. it'll be fun. Yeah, cool. All right, catch you guys. Yeah, have a uh, have a have a lol. I forgot the. Uh, yeah, I did a tagline for the last episode. Yeah, it was, it was really like, good. And I going ding. It was like, have, have a laugh, have a lol. Have a laugh, had a lol. It's had a lol. Ding. Perfect. <laughs>